0: Today's New Testament reading is from 1 John, the first and second chapters. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we looked upon and have touched with our hands, concerning the word of life, the life was made manifest, and we have seen it, and testify to it and proclaim to you the eternal life If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. By this we may know that we are in him. Whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. Beloved, I am writing you no new commandment, but an old commandment that you had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word that you have heard. At the same time, it is a new commandment that I am writing to you, which is true in him and in you. Because the darkness is passing away, and the true light is, is already shining. Whoever says he is in the light and hates his brother is still in darkness. Whoever loves his brother abides in the light, and in him there is no cause for stumbling. But whoever hates his brother is in the darkness and walks in the darkness and does not know where he is going, because the darkness has blinded his eyes." and the word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the evil one. This is the word of the Lord. For today's meditation on God's word, we welcome Pastor Matt Richard.
1: In First John chapter 1, we read this. John says, That which we have from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at, and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared, we have seen it and testify to it, and we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and has appeared to us. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard, so that you may also have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with with his Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. Now, what is going on in this text is this, is that John, the Apostle John, is responding to one of the greatest heresies of the first several centuries of the Christian church, and that heresy is Gnosticism. The central teaching of Gnosticism was that the spirit is entirely good, whereas on the other hand, the matter, yes, matter and the material body are deemed as evil. Mankind's body was in this classification of evil as well. So, salvation for Gnostics oftentimes was seen as an escape from an evil body, that the spirit needed to be released. The spirit needed to be released from this evil body. Now, this also had drastic consequences upon the nature and the person of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ's true humanity was denied because matter, the body, was evil. And it was denied really in two different ways. Some said that Christ only seemed to have a body whereas others said that the divine Christ joined the man Jesus at baptism and left him before he died. Nonetheless, when they have this idea of Gnosticism, it does wreak havoc on the Christian faith. In fact, it wreaks havoc on the whole message of Christmas, knowing that Christ Jesus came, yes, the eternal Logos, Christ came to us, born in a manger and coming to us to live and to die and to suffer in our stead and our place really think about it if christ did not have a body how could he be nailed to a cross if he did not have a body how could he relate and understand and live under the law like us but do it perfectly so looking back to first john our epistle the apostle john is very very clear in showing us that he has actually heard and seen and looked at and touched the messiah That this was just no mere figment of his imagination it was no the christ was no spiritized being but christ came bodily He heard from him. He saw him with his own eyes. He looked at him and his hands actually touched him. Notice how John is pulling out all the senses here, showing the reader that Christ indeed came in the flesh. Yes, the apostle had made a careful examination of the word of life. And he testifies that Jesus, the eternal Christ, became flesh, flesh and blood and lived among us, that he was true God and true man. Thus he actually contradicts this heresy of Gnosticism. And the reason why, again, this is so important is because if Christ did not come in the flesh, he would not be able to be nailed to the cross. If he did not come in the flesh, he could not relate to us. And if he did not come on the flesh, he would not be able to live the life that we were unable to live and die the death that we should die. Now, speaking of Christ living and dying and coming to us, especially in the time of Advent, as we prepare to receive the Christ during the Christmas season, we know that in Christ there is forgiveness of sins, which John goes on to say in 1 John chapter 1, verses 6, 7, and 8. We hear in this that the Son of God, Jesus, purifies us from all sins, and that when we claim to be without sin, we actually deceive ourselves, but the good news of the gospel is when we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us all of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. This is why John writes this to us, so that we may know that we may have assurance that Jesus is the atoning sacrifice for all of our sins, and not only for ours, but for the sins of the entire world.